The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, and Joe Costanzo. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Dropback Podcast. It is an extra special episode today. We've got so much to talk about. I am joined down the line by the regulars, the regular average Joe Costanzo down the line. How are you doing, Joe? Oh, nice. Nice call out to my uh, secret second Instagram Regularity. page. Your secret Instagram page? <laughs> yeah. Average nice. show, go follow it if you don't. Uh, shameless Instant plug, plug. I love it. Yeah, no, I'm doing good. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Not too bad. We're also joined, as ever, by Mr. Sam Lewis. How are we doing, Samuel? Yeah, pretty good. Um, same as last week, still trapped inside, but we'll get through it again. How are we doing, Matt? Not too bad. Yeah, everyone is trapped inside. Slew's lying. He's everyone. actually ill. Wow. Slew's, Slew's been tamed. I didn't want to I didn't want to make it all about me, but yeah, I'm a little bit under the weather. But oh, no. I'll be okay. Don't worry about me, guys. So this is this probably be Slew's final episode then, so let's make it a good one. Nice. <laughs> and most importantly, uh, we are super excited to have our resident college football expert, Stan Wilson, joining us on the call for his first ever Dropback podcast. How are you doing, Stan? What's up, Matt? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be on. Um, expert, I think, would be a bit too far, but um, you know, I'll take that. I'll take that. Excellent. Yeah, well, super, super glad to have you on this week, and especially this week as well, because we are talking draft, fellas. NFL draft has just concluded. It was fantastic three days. Some great picks, some oh, less great picks. So let's let's kick things off on a positive, guys. Let's talk about biggest steals of the draft. Who do we think was a fantastic pickup? Joe, do you want to open the batting with your pick for the biggest steal? Ooh, okay. I, I, yeah, I don't mind opening it up. I thought one we kind of have to take notice of was Josh Jones, obviously oh, a tackle prospect. Love that. I know we're going to have a lot of crossover here. Went to the Cardinals, I know it's Stan's team. Uh, he was in the third <laughs> round, and I, everyone kind of had him, I know I had him mocked in the first round. Same. But, and quite a few other analysts had him mocked in the first round as well. And it's quite surprising to see starting level talent fall to the third. And apparently the Cardinals are going to move him over to right tackle, so he played left back in college. But then he's going to go straight into a starting position. I think it's a pretty big steal in the third round. Yeah, especially with the system he played in college. I know Stan will be able to add a bit more here, matching up pretty well with what the Cardinals do. He played an air raid system in Houston with the Eric King, who's a shifty um, quarterback similar to Kyler Murray in a way. And Stan, not only as a college football expert, we're going to ride with it until the wheels fall off, but also an <laughs> Arizona Cardinals fan. How do you think he'll add to your team going forward? Um, I think they'll stick him at left, keep him at left tackle as, um, as depth for the DJ Humphreys. As at right tackle, we currently have Marcus Gilbert and Justin Murray, who was actually quite good last season, despite the fact no one's ever heard of him. So yeah, we'll, <laughs> I, I assume we'll keep him at left tackle until Marcus Gilbert inevitably goes down. Fair play, fair play. You know your team better than I. Joe, I'm fairly certain we all know the Ravens better than you as well, so oh, it's, not, <laughs> it's not that deep, mate. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I like Josh Jones as well. I think that's a really good pick. Um, Sluey, anyone else that took your fancy? C.D. Lamb going to the Cowboys. Ooh, yeah, he's a first-round pick. But he was a soft such a quality wide receiver. A soft one. He went at 17th overall behind Henry Ruggs. He definitely no, I, see, be... I mean, it's a, it's a soft spot for you, Slew, because I know you're absolutely dying oh, for the Eagles to, to trade up and get him. Yeah, I, I was a little, little bit um, peeved, Angry? shall we say, when he was 
he got so so close we didn't trade up to grab him. But I think CD Lamb, especially in the offense with Amari Cooper taking away defense on the other side, he's going to do unfortunately very good things for the Dallas Cowboys over the next few years. Unfortunate, unfortunate indeed. He's he's a massive weapon, and I, a lot of people had him touted as as top receiver in the draft, and to to fall to seventeen is pretty crazy, to be honest. Absolutely. Yeah, he was he was definitely he was definitely the number one guy in that class for me. I think it went him, Ruggs or Judy, and then we'll have Jalen Rager. I think. So either way, the Eagle, either oh, way, the Eagles made me so happy, Stan. You've made Don't me so happy. One. Oh, Stan, you have no idea what you've just done to Slew. Slew has been... You should have seen Slew's instant reaction when that pick came oh, in on, on draft night. that was hilarious, night. honestly. You've never seen rage and sadness like it. The thing with Jalen Rake is he had special teams value as well. He was one of the best punt returns in America last year. Yeah, there you go, Slew. And, and he, he runs faster than his combine as well because he, he gained like 15 pounds of muscle. Yeah. Uh, well, not I, muscle, I'm but not gonna lie, I've done a lot of reading up on him after we drafted him because I was so upset at the time and I'm a lot more <laughs> what, what I'm a lot more content with the, with the pick now a few days removed but at the time I'm not going to lie I was a little bit miffed mm. yeah un- understandable mate so yeah I mean I'm going back taking it back to CD Lamb because I'm I'm not trying to you know, sway your allegiance or, or put you in a dilemma here Slew but I'm guessing you probably would have still preferred CD Lamb rather than Jalen Rager at the end of the day don't know what you talked about Jalen Rager indeed <laughs> Yeah, okay, we'll we'll take that as a yes. Um, yeah, I think for the for the Cowboys to be able to nab him where they did was a pretty big steal for me. I think it it, it it's going to be interesting how he fits in with that team and and how he how they get the ball in his hands, considering the other targets on that team as well. But it's one of those I think where if the value's right, you've got to grab it, don't you guys? Yeah. Oh, show. Nice. Yeah. So Stan, your biggest steal of the draft. What do you think? AJ Epinesa, who went fifty fourth overall to the Buffalo Bills. Nice. He was a guy. His combine let him down. His his um his bench press wasn't up to par, and so he fell down draft boards. And he went fifty fourth overall, which is absolutely scandalous. As he was a first round talent, and his strength may not have showed up at the combine, but it shows up on tape. And his bull rush move is devastating. And he will be a day one starter for the Bills, and it will take over from where Jordan Phillips left off. Boom. Yeah, I mean, I I was really surprised as well to see him go. It, um, you know where he did. It it was, it was an interesting one. It, it does annoy me when the Bills get good players, especially pass rush players, considering how soft. about the AFC the... East as if it's a relevant division? It's a relevant <laughs> division. It's extra relevant like, this year as well. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't like when the Bills get good pass rushes because RO line's always rubbish, so it, it makes it a bit more dangerous. And I think Apenza looked really, really good. Why would you be worried about the Bills? They go out in the playoffs every week one of the playoffs. Because so they, they get, get to the playoffs, just, don't they? They get to the playoffs, Ooh. and that's what... Oh, oh yeah, yeah that is you, a big thing you in say the that now. I forgot. You say that now until Josh Allen's heading up the um, heading up the Bills in the AFC Championship game in a couple of years' time. Ooh, oh, I don't. Know. I don't uh, I'll put a sandwich on it, mate. I'll put a sandwich on it. I will happily oh. do that. The Bills will make the... Boom. The Bills will go... Um, in a couple of years, AFC... so two. Okay. Um, what, what level of the playoffs are you saying? <laughs> But you said the AFC Championship game. Yeah, so okay. This might this might be the most far in the future sandwich bet we've ever seen on this two show. Years, right. talking two years, in two to years to get time. Josh Allen to the AFC Championship game. Put a sandwich on well, it. Come I... on. The Bills are building something. The Bills are building something. I'll put money. I'll put I'll put a sandwich on that. There you go. Right. Boom. Boom. And you heard it yeah. here first, guys. So when so you check in, we've two still years got time. a sandwich. We've still got a sandwich resting on where, who's going to be better, Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield. I've got no idea how we're going to determine right. at the end of the day. We're just going to have to look at total what stats. Sub- what a subjective QBR. sandwich that is. 
it was just better. So I'm not, I'm not yeah, exactly. Not it sure how I'm going to work that one out. I mean, this is Excellent. at least at least specific. Uh, it's pretty clear winning <laughs> winning and losing rules. Yeah, I like that. that. That's that's a good sandwich bet. We'll have to wait quite a while to see how that one plays out. To be honest, um, who backed my... Josh Allen and who backed Baker Mayfield? I, I backed Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, and I kind of regret it last season. To be honest, <laughs> he'll recover. He'll recover. Freddie Kitchens was awful. So like, mate, oh. there's hope. Which it will is, be which tight. Is... Yeah, I mean, it's, pr- it adversely affects you either way, Joe, because if, if, if Baker Mayfield gets better, then it's bad for the Ravens. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens had no clue what he was doing there. Yeah, that's True. the problem. It's it's like having Bill O'Brien, but yeah, he just, also co- just as a... <laughs> Yeah, but like Matt was saying, Joe, you bet against yourself, because if Baker Mayfield's really good, then he challenges your Ravens in the division every year. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he'll, that he'll ever be that good. Either way, it's a win-win it's just... for you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you've been done, Joe. To be fair, but yeah, nice. Um, my what? biggest steal, fellas, was um, it's Justin Jefferson slew. I'm sorry, I'm Ooh. sorry to bring it up Ooh. again in the whole the mm. contentious receiver question. Um, you know, when Jalen Rager went just before him, and then we sort of looked at it side by side, and I just think he's a much better receiver. I like that the Vikings did really have to move to to have a top talent fall in their lap that instantly addresses the, the digs void. Um, so yeah, I think Justin Jefferson was an unreal pickup. For the can you be a steal if you slip one pick though? Yeah, yeah, you can be a steal. You I can was... be a steal when, when a, a, the team just before you should have taken him. I don't know though, because looking into it, Justin Jefferson played a lot in the slot in college and with Goddard and Ertz, there's not actually a whole lot of room for people to play in our slot. So we did need someone that has that sort of speed on the outside that can play there. So yeah, maybe you could say that at this point, Jefferson's a better player, but when it fits our system, I'm not as upset again as I said we were at the time that we didn't take Jefferson and let him slip all the way that one place. Yeah, but also the, another thing just from that is that I didn't really have Justin Jefferson. That's about where I had him, I think. I didn't have him going sort of in, in that range. Obviously, I wasn't expecting the amount of receivers to come out so late on with CD mm. Lamb going so late and everything like that, but I didn't have... Justin Jefferson going past, I don't know, 24. True, but I bet you didn't have him as the, the fifth receiver coming off the board. I bet you had him coming off the board before Rager. Yeah, that least. is true. That is true. Not not to just trash on, on Rager the whole time, but I, ju- I just think Jefferson's production was really good. And I, and I like the fact that it, he fell to the Vikings there because I think he fits perfectly with what they're after right now. Look at um, if you look at Jefferson and the talent he played with, the LSU O line was unmovable that year. You have Joe Burrow who had the best season the college quarterbacks ever had, and you got Justin Jefferson in the slot. Like he's he's gonna get a load of targets. I think whilst he produced more numbers at college, Jalen Rager will be the better talent long term. There's my yeah, hot I take. Think Joe would have got about okay. 800 yards in that offense. I yeah well yeah starting <laughs> running back. Um, <laughs> I love how you put yourself into the starting <laughs> position in, in, as an as Easy, yeah. easy money. Just a, a few others we could potentially just quickly mention is mm-hmm. Zach Bourne, uh, outside linebacker in the third round to the Saints. I think mm. he's going to start for the Saints, to be honest. Um, and to get, he's another one who is sort of touted to be go in the first round, falling to the third. And Bryce yes. Hall as well from uh, cornerback from Virginia going to the New York Jets. Yeah, There's a massive like need for them. It's I the had injury going with Bryce Hall, wasn't it? Yeah, though? I know. But I think talent-wise, he doesn't go past the second, usually, in a normal draft. 
but obviously with the injury we don't know but they're only spending a fifth round pick on yeah what is would have been maybe the third best corner in a normal year yeah um, agreed um can i just slide in there grant Del- grant delpit and christian fulton i oh i like grant- christian fulton as well yeah grant delpit was named the best db in america according to the um jim thorpe award voters last year and he slipped to 44th when everyone had him as a first round talent that for me is an absolute steal yeah, I think with with mm. Delpit, it depends what season of Delpit you're getting. Because in sophomore, as a sophomore, he was really good, and then as a junior, he obviously had some issues in the tackling aspect of the game. But I yeah. think that was that wasn't really an issue in his sophomore season. Um, so it's almost like as he was asked to do, I guess more. And if you're on that Grant Delpit, you could also throw Winfield Junior in there as well. He's yeah. taken around the yeah, same, absolutely, yeah, same time, and you could actually pick later and. You could argue he was at, he actually played better at safety in the last year both of them played and he maybe should have won the Thorpe Award but different discussion yeah. for another time. And in a past first league, having having safeties going that late, like the top class safeties in the country, I think it's I think it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm. Talent talent slipping, some good pickups there. Um, okay, cool. Let's let's move on to the flip side of this discussion and, and look at the highest reaches and who went maybe a bit earlier than they should have done. Um, who wants to open this one up? I'll go for this. Um, I hate to see this, Matt, but I, th- I disagree with the Dolphins, Austin Jackson and Noah Igbenogany, if I said that right. You I think. That, I think. Okay. Yeah, I've, 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 le- I've looked up how to pronounce this, so I'm pretty sure I've nailed it, but yeah. I Austin Jackson. Yeah. Austin Jackson, left tackle at USC. Of, of course, like the big thing that stands out about him is his fifty yard, his forty yard dash time. He ran a five oh five oh seven unofficial. He's six foot five, two twenty five pounds, and he's very strong. But he lacks finesse. He lacks he lacks the pass the pass blocking skills that you'd expect from an NFL left tackle, especially as they may be starting year one. Yeah. So he's a bit more of a project player for me. And they could have waited to take him, seeing as the next uh, tackle to come off the come off the board was in round two, pick seven. So bit of a reach for me and then moving on to um Igbenogany that confused nice. me like yeah nailed it again um they've just paid Xavier Howard they've just paid Byron Jones mm-hmm. and now you're taking another round one corner who wasn't a round one corner yeah I, I think with that as well it only really makes sense if they're going to play the nickel the whole year like if yeah. yeah exactly which they might do I don't know but it just seems unlikely mm. um and taking a first round pick Investing in what well, I I I I thought yeah I'm not even gonna attempt the name Igbenogany. Uh, Everyone's smashing it. it yeah, smashed it. Uh, I I think he's worth potentially worth the late first round pick if he went to another team, but it, it doesn't really make sense as much for the Dolphins to take him. But Christian Ooh. Fulton's there. If you're gonna take yeah, a corner, go Christian Fulton. But I think they yeah. want specifically a nickel corner. Yeah. This, so this is this is the thing, and I I I completely understand. I came a little bit prepared because I, I was sort of expecting at least some of the Dolphins' picks to be <laughs> to be targeted by my peers. I hate to do that too, Matt. <laughs> um, so yeah, with with the Austin Jackson one, I I agree. I think a lot of what people have been saying about him is he is quite raw and he is going to have to very quickly learn on his feet. Um, I, th- I I think it's one of those where you know it, it, he's got a low ceiling but a really high floor. I mean, other way around, other way around, other way around. <laughs> uh, a, a low floor, but a really high ceiling. Um, 
and you we've, you've just got to bank on it I, I i think you just got to hope um and with the the ignogamy one i think we are going to play a lot of nickel i know um brian flores loves his man defense and loves um you know playing it playing nickel sets in particular um and it is a pass first league i know you know that's a bit of a, a cliche excuse for for your team taking a defensive back super early but um yeah he, he looks like he could be a bit of an athlete but again yeah potentially could have got him later just, maybe both yeah. players we could have got later i see the argument the thing with jackson as well is not only gonna have to train him up to play tackling the pros well not only that is he gonna have to flip sides to defend the blind side he's gonna be with a left-handed quarterback now so he's gonna have to flip everything he does so i don't know if it's therefore a benefit that he's quite raw that you can train mm. him the way you want to he doesn't have to forget as much but it seems yeah, strange to, in the first round to pick someone that needs to start and then needs to get to the level that he's able to start with an injury-prone quarterback. Yeah, he's a, sort of a prototypical pick, and to take him that yeah. early on means he has to start. And obviously, with that added pressure, with a quite a weak offensive line unit as it is, uh, as it was last year, uh, yeah. it's a lot of pressure on a young player. But I, I, I mean, we don't know how it will turn out. We, he might shine in, in the new role if he has to be yeah. a right tackle or whatever. He's got a year to learn, though. Yeah. And he's also, got a year to learn because um, Tua won't start this year, and if all goes to plan, exactly. they sh- they, he shouldn't see a single he shouldn't see a single snap. And I imagine they'll keep him at left tackle depending just, on. It's sad who they to have. not see a single snap though, from like a 18th overall selection. Oh no, I mean I mean Tua, I mean Tua. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, I mean at the end of the day, if Austin Jackson ends up crippling Ryan Fitzpatrick, not the end of the world. His, his hips start made of plastic. So oh, yeah, sorry Ryan. Should. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Patrick, I love Ryan Fitzpatrick a lot, but at the end of the day... It's not enough gonna... to care if he gets crippled. No, I'm honestly fully on to it. If so one of them's going to get crippled, I'd honestly rather it be Ryan That's the I mean, man I want who none beat, of them to be crippled, beat be the Patriots. What about Fitzmagic? lost quite a few games. I, I, love, I do love Fitz, Fitzmagic, but, um, I mean, you, you, you're right. The plan is that Austin Jackson and Hun, on, who we also took for on, on, on the O-line, can learn with... A veteran like Fitzmagic behind them, so hopefully that'll be a benefit as well. And also, if there is a bit of a steep learning curve, let's say, then it's not the end of the world because it's not your franchise quarterback that's being that's eating grass for the whole season. So yeah, yeah, I under, I, I do under, I do understand it, but I don't know. We'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see. You're so like flustered, Matt. I'm yeah. flustered. I mean, we've we've got a franchise quarterback for the first time in fucking ages, and the, even even the thoughts of him. Way. Um, even the thought of him getting dismantled is painful for me. Um, so yeah, let let let's move on. Otherwise, I'll get too sad. Uh, <laughs> Salute. Who were who was your biggest reach? Uh, my biggest reach was Jalen Hurts in the second round to the Eagles, which it, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like mm. even so if burn. he's even if he takes up a taste of the Hill role. Or Lamar Jackson in his rookie year, where he comes in for gadget plays. Just not as that seems a little bit high to spend a second round pick that's not going to be on the field the majority of the time. And if he gadget again, man, if it's yeah. the backup quarterback, again he's taking a second round pick when we do need more weapons on offense and we need cornerbacks to not get burnt deep the entire year again. <laughs> I just maybe it works, maybe he scores, but how many touchdowns does he need to score this year for it to be worth a second round pick if he's not going to be on the field the whole time? It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. For sure, I, I I actually had him as an answer for a future part of the podcast, but um, like oh. it's exactly like you said, I think that 
Philadelphia took him in the second round, despite Denzel Mims and Christian Fulton both being available, which both suited a position of need. And you could have done with taking two receivers back-to-back, to be honest. I don't think it says that you have a lot of faith in Carson Wentz unless you're just going to be doing like gadget plays the whole time to get him reps or whatever. For a second-round pick, though, yeah. It's a gadget guy for a second-round yeah. pick. It's not worth it at all. No, I mean, you guys are a lot better at free agency, it seems, usually, <laughs> than, than drafting. Yeah. <laughs> Harry, Harry Roseman, Roseman he, yeah. he, um, he, he justified it by saying that the Eagles are a, they're a quarterback factory. That's pretty much all he said. But we're not, though. If you look at the quarterbacks <laughs> exactly. we've had, we haven't developed any yeah. of them. Like, yeah. Is that what you want Clayton to be as Thornton well, and whoever the... Yeah, what about Nate Sudfeld? He's great. Nate Sudfeld, he's been there three years. He doesn't look any near starter. We've hardly exactly, him into yes. a pro football it's ready ridiculous. player. Hey, but and Nick Foles had... is good when, only when he's playing for you. And only in the and that one game. Yeah. Well, yes, mm. he's had about three or four good games. Let's not sell him too it's short. like Joe Flacco. But, I mean, I, then... I, I think trying to describe yourself as a quarterback factor as well is actually a bit of an indictment because <laughs> surely what you want is to have one quarterback for ages, right? Not just having to be wheeling out these sort of half-ready, okay-ish quarterbacks. I, know. I, th- I think they mean they're going to try and like train him up and then just ship him out for picks or something. But it did seem what like that. Do? I don't, I don't know, know, maybe... You're not going to get a second back, are you? Like, you, you, even, you if can spend a second, even if we get a second back for him, then how is that to win? That's just exactly. your losses. <laughs> you either trade him for a first or you've lost. To be honest, yeah. you just made a lot of questionable decisions. Mm. I mean, Ray, Rager, I've, I've kind of learned to like a little bit since after looking looking into him um, a lot more than I initially did. But uh, with, I just don't get it. Prince um, Tega Wanogo, the um, tackle out of Auburn from the yeah. sixth, that that could end up being a steal because he, he, again, is a raw prospect, similar to Austin Jackson. With training, he could be good, but who's to know? Again, similar to Austin Jackson, who was a first-round pick. If you can take a raw in the sixth round, it's a little bit different. It's not as much risk there. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. There you go, Slew. Reason to be cheerful a little bit there. Yeah, but... yeah, we got a really good sixth-round pick. I'm delighted. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, except yeah. maybe. Except you don't know maybe... if he's actually really good or not. No, we have the potential yeah. of a really good sixth-round pick, but good upside in the sixth. That's what you want. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, well, I, I, I agree with you there with the J- Jalen Hurts pick, Slew. Bit of a strange one, Joey. I've got Damon Arnett taken at 19th for the Raiders. Ooh. Yes. Um, I do I like agree. Damon Arnett, just to, just to preface this. I like just him as a player, and I, I think he plays pretty pretty hard. You know, um, he's he's not... He's not. Uh, he's a Mayork guy. Yeah, he, he tackles character. well for a corner, and he's he's decent he's decent in coverage. But I didn't I just thought with the value here, you could have got him so much later. And apparently, yeah. the Raiders were trying to trade down this pick, is what I've been hearing. Oh, don't tell me that because then we could have got CD Lamb. I'm not having that. They weren't <laughs> to trade down. It's all lies. At 19, I like to think that people you just like got, that. Let, let the Raiders see. Oh, was it 19? I thought it was the other one. Never mind then. No. I, I feel better about it now. Incorrect, sir. <laughs> No, he's, but, a, he's, a, he's a good corner. He's a good corner. Yeah, I like him, but I just think they could have got a much. Uh, well, you, you, I mean, you it seems to have learned this Fulton. about Mike Mayock as a GM, though that he doesn't really care about where players projected to go yeah, when he took Ben and Farrell last year. That's why I like overall. him. That's why I like him. He's a, he's obviously he used to be a draft analyst, and his his the draft picks that he's made the past few years, like apart from Arden Key, I've I've pretty much agreed with in terms of the value he's got. He's he's not he's not turned out to be like an absolute stormer though. I think I can't remember, but their yes. safety from last year was all right until he got injured. It's not like for, for a sixth overall pick, Pharrell has done anything 
He's a rookie, like, let's, let's give him a bit of chance. He's had he's had 16 games in the NFL. Yeah, I know. He also could have had Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that, I'll give you that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I was a bit confused with the um, with the Arnett pick as well, Joe. Like, I mean, I know mock drafts aren't the be-all and end-all, but I don't think I saw a single quote-unquote expert have him anywhere near the first round. It was a I'm bit not saying a... he won't be a good player, though. I think he will be a mm. good player, but I just think he'll, he's, he's probably got, Value, got him the same, the same sort of time period in the second round. You could use the same argument with them, Daniel Jones last year, though. If you've got your guy that mm. you want yeah. and you don't want anyone else to have him, then surely that's worth it for you as a team. Mm. It's just an yeah. interesting thing to think about because we might come back to this in like two or three years' time, where, like as Damon Arnett's like named to his third consecutive Pro Bowl, and just think, wow, <laughs> we, should, we should have seen this. But yeah, yeah. we'll all have to apologise to Mike. Yeah, maybe just taking the attitude of just digging up everyone that we think is a, everyone else is calling a reach, just so we say like, all oh, right, we believed in you from day one, coming out of podcast. Yeah, that's why I'm being yeah, very those... neutral. Yeah. <laughs> well, my my biggest reach was, I mean, I know you said Slew. You know, why are we taking a backup quarterback? I hope I'm wrong. I hope Jalen Hurts is the future of the NFL and that's yeah, the well, tactic that all I mean, teams take. But what, what I'm saying, mate, is it, it could have been worse. You could have taken a backup quarterback in the first round and actually traded up to get him. And I'm talking, of course, about the Jordan Love picks to Packers, which I just thought was <laughs> absolutely rubbish. Are we getting into this now, then? Because I've got him under yeah. my worst fits that we're getting onto later. Oh, I had Jalen yeah. Hurts under my worst fits, so we, we'll get into I think it now. I think it's a great fit. It's a great fit for Jordan Love as a quarterback. But as the team, the Green Bay Packers, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. I, I also, still, I'm so, they're so saying weird. that Aaron Rodgers is there for four more years under contract. Are they saying that they they don't they're believe there'll be another quarterback him. that good in the next four drafts that they exactly. get? And then that leaves you with Jordan Love as your starter on, and he's got one year in his contract. So if he's great anyway, then you're gonna have to immediately pay him. I think they're so, going to sit. I mean, they're going to sit in behind Aaron Rodgers for two years, and then trade Aaron Rodgers. Is what they're going to do. To be fair, Aaron Rodgers is regressing, but I don't think he'll well, regress. I mean, I'll try saying, telling that to the Packers. So Packers Aaron Rodgers is regressing. Mate. You say regressing. Are you? Are you getting? Yeah. Are you getting ahead of the Brady off a cliff thing, Joe? Are you going to be the Aaron Rodgers guy? I, I don't. Really <laughs> I, I personally, obviously, he's still great, um, but you haven't really solved any of the issues that you had, any of the the, the needs that you had. I also had him marked down in my worst team fits as well, um, for that very reason. They've not they've not addressed yeah. anything. I felt very sorry for Aaron Rodgers when that pick came in because you know you're seeing other teams picking up weapons for veteran quarterbacks, and then Aaron Rodgers with plenty of playmakers still on the board sees Jordan Love fly off. And not only that, they they traded up with my Miami Dolphins <laughs> to to take him as well. And I just think I think that was irrelevant as well. No one, I don't think anyone else in in those positions wanted Jordan Love. I don't feel they needed to trade up and get him. It just seems apparently the Colts bizarre. are sniffing around, but no, no the Colts can sniff around. They want it's 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 it just seems bizarre to me. It was a, it was a, like, I think like you said, Stan. I think it's a great if you're Jordan Love, then you're ecstatic because you get to you've got an easy easy way into the NFL in terms of you know there's nothing expected of him straight away at all, and he can learn behind Aaron Rodgers. How much Aaron Rodgers wants to teach him is another yeah, question. Um, but he he can I learn. I think he'll do situation. quite a lot. He's been there before really? himself, though, with, um, with yeah, Brett, Brett, Brett Favre. Yeah, yeah and true. he has come out and said he doesn't want anyone else to be treated like how he was. And people like the Sean Kaiser and other quarterbacks, and Matt Flynn, who were under Aaron Rodgers, have done nothing but say great things about what he was like as a just a leader and a teacher. Uh, he's not going to go out of his way, but he's not going to shun the kid either. Yeah, true. Yeah. I, I think it's always a little bit awkward when you have the situation of, especially 
quarterbacks were at the top of their game. We're not talking about you know people in the in the very twilight years of their career and you know, re- re- regressing, as Joe said. I mean, if four t- four interceptions in an entire season is regressing, Joe, then bloody hell, I don't know what you expect of Lamar Jackson. But um, but yeah, I, I I think it's different when it's it's a situation like Rogers or Favre where they're still really really good. It's n- it's not the case of it's like a, a, a Ryan Fitzpatrick where he knows he's going to probably retire next year or something, and he's he knows he's not an elite elite quarterback. Like Rodgers is still an ultimate competitor. He's still at the top of his game. I'd argue it must be quite frustrating when there's the opportunity to help him enhance his performance, but rather than that, they take the heir apparent. Yeah. Well, Favre was hinting at retirement when Rodgers was drafted, and Rodgers was an elite talent that had dropped a long way. So there's a bit of a difference there. Rodgers mm. has come out and said he wants to play for another ten years. Another ten. Oh, and he yeah. wants to play in yeah, Green Bay. Every, every that. That's ridiculous. Every quarterback wants to play until they're fifty-seven. It doesn't well, mean Well, Favre didn't. Favre was hinting at retirement when they picked Rodgers. I think that's Ben Roethlisberger flirts with retirement every offseason. But yeah, love for me was was a bit of a, a bit of a strange one. I don't I didn't think that made a ton of sense, and I think that they that uh, more to the point of this particular reach category, I think they could have got him later as well. Mm. Yeah, it's like giving it's just giving up on Aaron Rodgers essentially, isn't it? It's like saying. We know you're still a great quarterback. You're just coming off a, you're just coming off a thirteen and three season, but we're going to find your replacement. Yeah. Also, look it at how that season nice. ended. Look at how the season ended with them getting absolutely smacked by the Niners. Yeah, they got to the NFC playoff game, but the fact is they were gashed by the run all year long, and there was an elite um, linebacker on the board at the same time. And AJ Vanessa. And, yeah, yeah, and AJ yeah, Vanessa. Exactly. If you yeah, got Patrick Queen true. or Vanessa, you may have even been yeah. able to get one if you traded up in the second round instead of the first. Yeah. Again, yeah. It was just a, it was a bit of a, a bonkers one for me. Um, but yeah, sorry Packers fans. Right, we'll move on to best team slash scheme fits as well. And I actually really I like the alliteration on that one as well. Good job, Slee. Um, we'll go with who wants to go first? Who's got a name that's that's got to come out. I've, I've, I've got one that I'd like to say. Go Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, running back, first Ooh, round. Love the that. Chiefs. He's great at catching out the back. I, th- I think he's not necessarily the best running back in the draft, although oh, I actually... He is, he is. Well, this is the thing. So, like, the thing I think is, there's I an think argument the best, have. Sam just said he was, what I do. Dondre Swift. Dondre Swift is pretty good. Um, it's it's basically a pick, pick between them two. And I think mm-hmm. it, when, what you get with Edward Hilaire is a lot better just specifically for the Chiefs because he's great at catching out of the backfield. He's got amazing vision, la- lateral quickness. He kind of plays like that sort of Lev Bell sort of pause behind the line, wait for him to open up and just pick a hole, one cut, go. His vision, like I, I may have already just mentioned, is, is just amazing. Um, I think he, he ran a relatively slow uh, combine speed, but he plays a lot faster, especially at making the cut anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to be really good for the Chiefs. To be honest, I, I think the Chiefs have got a lot better. I think they they were good anyway with Damian Williams there, but with Edwards Hilaire, they're going to be crazy good next year. His elusiveness nice. is absolutely off the chart. I, I love yeah. him as a runner, and yeah, he's for me him and him and um, DeAndre Swift were uh, both tied at running back number one. But another thing that stands out about this guy is he fights for the yards every time. His legs never stop going and. He just, he just seems like he's going to slide right into that Chiefs offense and elevate them from day one. Yeah, he's got big old thighs. Yeah, and Andy Reid's already come out and said that he's better than Brian Westbrook. And we already know how dangerous he was in the Andy Reid offense with the Eagles. So Boom. he's going to be a pro bowler for the next five years in a row. Wow. Yeah. He's good, good, 
good fit, good team fit by the sound of it. Too. That's why I wanted to say first. <laughs> yeah. I actually quite like the pick because of how late they got him and there's going to be no pressure for him to start. I like Jacob Beeson going to the Colts. Ooh, yeah. okay. He, okay. I can see that. The issue with him was, well, so he wasn't, he's, he's got a big arm and he can heal the throws, but he's not polished in any way. He's not going to play at all next year because they've got Philip Rivers there. They've got Jacoby Brissett, who probably be ahead of him on the depth chart going in if Philip Rivers does go down. But the fact is as well, he had a horrible O-line when he was at Washington, and he hasn't really consistently played for long periods of time. He, had, he got injured at Georgia, had to transfer, so it took a year out. So he's played two separate years, hasn't been able to really develop. I think the Colts, what they are good at is developing young talent. And with the O-line that they do have there, I think he could actually thrive, and there's a good chance that he could be one of the better quarterbacks to come out of this draft because of where he's landed. That's interesting. That's interesting. What, I, what um, puts me up about Easton is that mm. he had a whole year at Washington between his trans- between his transferring from Georgia to Washington. Yeah. He had a whole year to learn the offence, refine his craft, and get better. And he didn't. And it, I just feel he, he completely wasted that year of his life. You see the effort and the work that Joe Burrow put in in one off-season compared to, to Jacob Eason in a whole entire year. Yeah. And mm. for me, I, I, don't, I don't think he has the same drive and desire to get better. No, that's fair enough. I You're think coming in hot, Stan. Yeah, I just. Mm. I know. I don't well, maybe, like maybe River. Uh, someone's got drive and desire and a bit of fire. Then it's probably going to be Philip Rivers. He's already good at, said yeah. he's going to come in and quote work his nuts off. Which yeah, you that's fine. I don't he's he's team kids, mate. Before. <laughs> yeah. So, he's already done that. Yeah. He's already. <laughs> no, Jacob Eason said that. Philip Jacob Rivers' Eason, nuts okay. are probably gone by this point. Yeah, but... they're, they're pretty empty. Tired. <laughs> They're retired early. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. If he, it, you're right, though. It's, it's an immaturity issue. And if he does put the work in, there is no reason. The natural talent's there. And if he does learn from those who are ahead of him, then there's no reason he couldn't be behind Tua and Burrow as the best one to come out of this draft. Ooh, nice. Very nice. Thank you, Doki. Cool. Stan, no who have you got? Who have you got? Cam Akers running back out of FSU, who had a 52nd overall to the Rams. Nice. He, okay. was, he was one of my favourite running backs in this class. Um, his tape doesn't jump off as being like phenomenal on the same levels as Edward Hilaire and DeAndre Swift because of the fact his his offense was absolutely awful at college. Like the, the head coach, the head coach just got fired for context, and the O line was just rubbish. He is a natural receiver at the backfield, so he's an every down back. He's explosive, powerful, athletic, elusive, and he's got the same ability that um, Edward Hilo has to be able to just bounce outside the tackles and sh- he shrugs nice. off tackles like it's nothing. So he's a bit un- bit under the radar in terms of his college tape because it doesn't he doesn't jump off as being outstanding, but that was partly through the scheme. So l- l- remember that name and he- he'll be RB1 come this, come this year for the Rams. Yeah, it's a, it's a good fit as well with obviously the Rams desperately needing running back void. after the after the, the girly fiasco. So yeah, I, I can see that one potentially working out quite nicely as well. Hopefully they don't pay him twenty million in a year and then he gets injured. And then he's got no knees left. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That that I, I like that one. My one was um and I was I was raving a little bit about him pre draft was T. Higgins to the Bengals. Oh, yeah. I really, really liked this one because you know you're straight away you're giving um Joe Burrow a great weapon on the outside to go alongside Tyler Boyd and AJ Green. Um, you know, Higgins himself 
said to how much of a massive AJ Green fan he's been. So he, he said this sort of pre-draft, and you know he gets to spend a year at least learning under Green, which is which is a great fit. Um, and I, I just think that he he straight away. I, I was thinking this the other day, like how much more watchable are the Bengals going to be this season than they have been in like the last five years? Sorry to at any Bengals fans that are listening, but it's it's been a little bit they've been a bit devoid of spark on offense i think it's fair to say for a while now and you've got you get the new franchise qb and you straight away give him a big old weapon to play with as well i think that was a great fit the only thing i'd say there is that you potentially could have invested into a pretty good o-lineman at, at the top of the second round as well but uh, they did address it later on in the draft um but i think t higgins is, is a really good really good spot i really like t higgins as, as we'd spoken about earlier. Well, they've got Jonah Williams, don't they, on the O-line, who's coming back from injury, who's there. But yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So true. They basically do have a, an, another fantastic talent on the O-line that we're getting that we're going to get to see for the first time next season as well. Yeah. True. True, that was unfortunate. I completely forgot And then watch them take Justin Ross next year or Jamar Chase just to go alongside him and have an absolute Ooh. mental Don't. You're trusting the Bengals to be a consistently... Uh, yeah, because they're not going to get AJ Green back. He'll play this year and then he'll be gone. Yeah, but you're also Probably, trusting yeah. them to make sound business choices. They did, they did it twice this year. Yeah, well, they had yeah, the top picks say. pretty hard. Hey, pretty we've hard seen plenty to. of times the top the top picks. You know, you you think it's a sure thing and it's not. Um, so yeah, I think those are some some pretty good team scheme fits there. To be fair, let's move on to again the opposite. Who was a bit. Of a of a bit a bit of a weird one when it comes to team and scheme. Does um, anyone answer for this? Does anyone okay, answer this? Go on. Cole commit to the Bears. Yes. They're tenth. They're tenth tight end. They've just paid Jimmy Army. Jimmy Graham nine mil, and you're taking a tenth tight end. I hope they line up with all of them. I I do want to see a set that Matt Neji puts together where it's just ten. If one one fucking O line but then just ten. And, and then whoever doesn't heads. lose, that would, that would actually be a pulse. It's like a game of who's the eligible receiver. I think, but to be honest, yeah. with, with that pick, one thing is that the Jimmy Graham is not that good a tight end anymore as he once was, and uh, the depth. But then don't pay him the money that, then. The depth. Uh, got got I know they've got ten ten tight ends, but they're not ten great tight ends, are they? They're, there's yeah, Jimmy Graham and a bunch of like other blokes who like i mean what is this one sheehan who who hasn't really progressed at all can i can i preface this by also saying didn't they get rid of trey burton this offseason who again yeah you'd say they, was, they all both had 11 the perfect lineup exactly but trey burton's probably better than yeah. jimmy gray at he this point he's got a lot type doesn't he yeah anyway but um yeah that's that's the one thing i, I would mention but there uh, i mean I, I i i completely agree with you stan i thought that was absolutely bonkers it's crazy. Like, no even if you don't like Jimmy Graham, you've got Demetrius Harris, you've got, yeah, Shaheen and Braunecker. But, but they're not that good. They Surely are he's got to develop, though. They're, they're, I... If yeah. you've got 10 tight ends, the likelihood is. Yeah, but get rid of the other one. One of them's going to be able to catch the damn ball, Joe. Surely. Yeah, surely. You don't need to go yeah, and no, find another I, one. But then they're not. They're really not going to. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be able to catch the ball. Just because you've got loads of them. I could well, go How down... many tight ends do you reckon they'll keep? I imagine three. like a normal number, like three or four. Three or four. This is mad Maybe a, one is a long snapper or something, potentially. Yeah. Which I think, I don't know, but potentially there is a long snapper on that list of 10 tight ends. 
maybe. Yeah, maybe. there must be. There must be. There, there. I could be pulling up. They all are. Mouse, they, but... get a long, they get a long snap about 50 <laughs> yards back and then Trubisky's going to straight into the air. Well, yeah, completely agree Agree with that one, Stan. Joey, who, who are you thinking? So, for worst team fit, I originally had both Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts down, but I, I come prepared nowadays. So, I've got a third You knew they one. were getting targeted. Nice. Nice. Um, so, the Seahawks not addressing their biggest weakness, which is offensive line. Once again, in the is. first round of the draft and selecting a prototypical linebacker in Jordan Brooks while Patrick Queen was still available, despite having Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright pick number 27, I think. It was just before us, um, I believe. And it is... Seahawks love doing weird things in the first round. I don't round. get it. Like, I was going to say, Bobby it's almost Wagner, like... You have KJ Wright, yeah. you have capable linebackers. Would you remember when they picked Rashad Penny in the first round? But why? This is what I mean. Yeah. They just need to pick offensive linemen. Why are you just? Why are you first. doing this to Russell Wilson? You're making him run around and be uh, just avoid sacks all the time. Imagine how good yeah. he'd be if he had a capable offensive line. Yeah, God, it sucks. I, I, I reckon they just sit down with with Russell every off season. It's like, how did you feel that season? Did a lot of running. Do you want to do it again? No. <laughs> well, you're gonna have well, to. Do you? <laughs> Really yeah. like this linebacker, but I think that yeah. it's, it's a pretty conclusive thing to me. I, I don't understand what they did, like why they made that decision. There's so many capable offensive line prospects they could have taken with that pick, or moved down and still taken really good pick in the top of the second round as well. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's a bit ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, it, they it need really to protect him. Like, it's it's what it's what all the bandwagon Seahawks fans have probably jumped off the boat by this point. To be honest. Yeah, I think, think, yeah. I mean, they probably jumped off the boat as soon as that Russell Wilson pass went to Malcolm Butler, to be honest, Joey. But yeah, yeah, I I see what you mean. It it was a bit of. I mean, they've they've got to absolutely love Jordan Brooks, right? Sure, like that's the only way you can really justify it. But but he is he going to start next year? What's what's going to (laughs) happen? Yeah, who knows? Maybe Bobby Wagner's coming to the end of his career. But Bobby Wagner's really there good. There is a spare linebacker spot. There is a spare linebacker spot yeah, now but, but, on the yeah. defense. So. But Bobby Wagner was is really good. And I, I think picking a substitute linebacker in the first round doesn't really make any sense. And it's not, it won't be a sub. Yeah, it won't yeah. Be a sub. Okay, but he's not going to be you know the top inside linebacker because Bobby Wagner's there. That's what I mean. I mean, if, if you out. really want, want him at a linebacker, okay, cool. But you just have so many more... Like the Seahawks as an organization needed offensive linemen and they needed offensive linemen in the first round of the last or a pass few drafts. Yeah. They could have take, could have taken Stan's favourite player to replace Jadavian Clowney. Mm. True. Anyway, that yeah, true. That, that's me. Range mm. over. Yeah, that was that was definitely a bit, a bit of a head scratcher. Sluey, what have you what have you got for me? Well, yeah, I originally gone with the Packers' first round pick, Jordan Love, but instead I'm going to go for the Packers' second round pick, Aiden <laughs> Nice. Yeah. <laughs> no love the Packers. Nice. Nice. It's no. very true. It yeah, doesn't make great. sense what they've done. They've, they've picked someone that's probably going to be the third back and will just be a short yardage power back in a second with their second round pick. AJ Dillon, yeah, he's yeah. put up big numbers at college, but he's not got that home run speed. He's not going to make a man miss. He'll just get you those two yards you need if it's third and two. I don't understand the thinking behind this you could have taken a linebacker mm. which they need you could have taken a d lineman you could have taken a receiver you could have taken denzel mims it's just a bit weird of a mad one that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense he'll be he's not as good as jamal williams he's definitely not as good as Aaron Jones. <laughs> i don't know what he has to say so he doesn't he doesn't even play the sort of 
more speedy, elusive fact they want in that outside zone system. It doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. No, I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah I have I, to say I agree as well. I, I would also Go massively agree with that. I think he could uh, could have got better value for running back. Also, yeah, your best your best quarterback, your best two positions last year were quarterback and running back. <laughs> yeah, or you could take a wide receiver, Baron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or I an mean, alignment I, to I, replace I, their right tackle that they lost in the off season. What Blaga? Yeah, exactly. Josh Jones. Yeah, I mean, what what is what, it with the Packers? What are the just Packers like, thinking? Oh, we really. We were really good at uh, QB and, and running back last season. They're really good positions, right? Let's just go with them again in the first and second like, line. We, oh, we made it to the first NFC th Championship. We, we only need a yeah. few more pieces to win a Super Bowl. Let's ignore them all and invest in the future. Exactly. I mean, the way I see it, like first and second rounds, you're looking for an in, an instant impact player at a position of need. So, you know, someone who's probably going to go straight into your starting lineup yep. or failing that is going to be like the guy for the next few years, like a, a quarterback yeah. of the future sort of thing. But well, they've obviously to, picked to that. Take... They obviously think Jordan Love is that, which is like as much. Yeah, but they're as... wrong. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. if they want, if they think he's the guy, fair enough. But it's just for your two first first picks of the entire draft, you haven't addressed any of your positions of need. Yeah, you've got to address a need, man. You've got to address the, a need. With the the running back pick would have made sense to me, say, if DeAndre Swift had fallen that far, and he's there's such a talent that's reaching you at a point where he shouldn't be at. Like what the Cowboys mm. did with CD Lamb. Yeah. But yeah, if it's someone that's not an elite talent and it's again you're pretty sorted at that position, doesn't make sense to me. But hey, that's why we're not making the big bucks as Packers GM. Yeah. Exactly. That is true skis. Um yeah. yeah, my so my worst team scheme fit. That, there was a couple of that I was that I was toying with. I I didn't like Derek Brown to the Panthers. I think that you know, yeah, yeah, they got Gouge against the run, but they also need to stop the pass and he he offers nothing as a pass rusher. But the main one that I went for was Jake Froome to the to the Bills as, as as the backup QB there, and it sort of stems from the fact that I've never thought Jake Froome is is anything special at all. He he strikes me as a very average quarterback, and most for me, you know, you've got Josh Allen who's like ultra mobile, massive arm on him, like he's a bit of a live wire in that respect, and he's going to make plays with his leg. I don't think you're going to get that from Jake Fromm in any way, shape, or form. He hasn't got anywhere near the sort of athleticism that the Bills' offense is now built around that, like Josh Allen possesses. And he just seems like he's never going to be better than a backup, especially in that system. It didn't make a lot of sense to me, guys. Yeah, yeah I if agree he is with a that. backup, If he is a backup in that system, it doesn't make sense because they're going to have to change the whole offense if Josh Allen does go down. Like you exactly. said, he doesn't fit the same skill set that Josh Allen brought. Yeah, no, so. I completely agree. Yeah, Weird. I think we're all in consensus there. He was a yeah. He'll be he'll be a good backup quarterback. I'm just not sure whether Buffalo's the fit for him. Yeah. Exactly. I, mean, I, I could see him being a decent like, you know, pocket passer. You know, just just making you know just just throwing sort of QB. You know, he's not going to make any plays with his legs. But it seems like that scheme in Buffalo is all about a quarterback who's movable and can scramble and that yeah. uh, that ain't him. Yeah. That ain't him. I don't think. I, th um, I thought the um, Patriots would take him. Yeah, that, that, that wouldn't have surprised me. That he seems more like a sort of Patriots what a Patriots the Patriots would look for in a quarterback than what the Bills would at this at this but moment. But then again, if he's the Patriots, is even that much better than Jarrett Siddham or Brian Hoyer, yeah. really? Yeah, he's that's the same sort of player, really. So Patriots brass of... are really hot on. He's Jared better than Siddham. He's definitely better than Siddham. Yeah, but yeah. Siddham's been been with the Patriots for a year at this point. He yeah, knows... he's had some time now, and he. I reckon I mean, at this the... point, they, didn't they, they sign Cam Newton? They signed Cam Newton, didn't they? 
No. Or am I, am I, have, I just seen, have I seen some dodgy meme on Instagram? You definitely have seen some dodgy yeah, meme. Yeah, no, I've been, I've been played. I've been played. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, honestly, yeah, I was giving me a hard time. I, just Googled, like that. I Googled the shit I've out of that played. so quick. <laughs> yeah. no Almost breaking chance. ridiculous news on, on the Dropback <laughs> yeah. podcast. Um, also, well, I'm really glad they have Breaking that on that minute really... 50 of the podcast, not leading oh. with a fact that Cam Newton's gone to the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's the way um, to make my debut, well, eh? Yeah, nice, uh, nice, Dad. Just give me a heart attack as well, because otherwise that that would really make things interesting. The FC East, but yeah, Whew. right. Um, okay, moving on. We'll finish with most improved team overall. So who got better the most over the duration of the draft? Who who wants first stab at this one? I I'll mean, take a, I'll take a look at this. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, okay. Arizona Cardinals. Like, call me biased, but Isaiah Boom. Simmons, Josh Jones, Eno Benjamin. And the rest of those, the defensive tackles, um, uh, Lecky Foto and Rashad Lawrence, uh, all great picks. And then a bit, of a bit of a sleeper, sixth round, we picked up Evan Weaver out of Cal, who I think mm-hmm. broke the Pac-12 record for solo tackles last season. He yeah. led both combined tackles and solo tackles. So that's that's something about his play style and his range as a linebacker. So nice overall. Overall, we've 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 covered our need at tackle, offensive tackle. We've covered our need at defensive tackle. And then we just picked up the most versatile defensive player in NFL history. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've got to say, with the Simmons pick, initially I was like, you know, he's super talented. But, I mean, as you said at the time as well, Stane, it's a position where you've come back to lock for a linebacker, didn't you? Um, yeah. Sort of linebacker slash safety. So it's one of those where I was like, uh, yeah, he's, he's fantastic talent, but, you know, is it a need? But then I think the way that the cards then went about addressing all of the, you know, standout needs afterwards was really, really good, especially... You know, Josh Jones was a great pickup. Yeah, admittedly, I, I would have, I would have loved to have Jedrick Wills as well. Like, um, he would have been a good alternate pick. But the fact that we were able to pick up Josh Jones, address the need at tackle, and whilst getting the best player available at eight, I think Steve Steve Kime absolutely nailed it. Mm. Mm. Nice. Um, okay. Cool. Off, that's off to a, a pretty good start, Joe. What, what are you thinking? I'm, all, I'm also going to be biased, to be honest. Um, and this time, shock. I know you're going to say shock, but I mean, we had a good draft. It's it's pretty evident. We addressed every single sort of position of need that we'd have um, going into the draft. You didn't have a lot of needs, to be honest. You're pretty pretty inside linebacker. In as well. We had a position of need. We've got two. We had literally no depth at linebacker anymore. It's just LJ Fort. Um, we've got Patrick Queen, who's obviously a really good coverage linebacker. Obviously, uh, he's he has the big knock on him coming into the draft was the lack of experience. But I think where we got him 28. When you actually see him play, uh, obviously I didn't do it. I, I was really sat and I was getting Kenneth Murray. Um, I, I didn't really <laughs> give Patrick Queen the right the right thought at the time. Um, but I went back and I looked at looked at some of his stuff, especially later on in, into last season uh, as the LSU got towards the national championships. He really he got better as he played. I mean, he's only started, I think it was 11 games last season and the year before it was something like three or four. But um, he's really good in coverage. He's an explosive guy. So he, as soon like he chooses a direction, he goes for it. He, he changes speed really quickly. Ran a, like low four fives in the combine. And crazy stat in every game he's ever started, he's never allowed a, a, a run after catch or run after contact of over twenty yards. Because of over twenty yards. Yes. So after so he could touch someone, they run for twenty yards, and then someone else tackles him. No, I'm saying, I'm saying. While he's been playing on the field, there's not been uh, like 
run after contact. The longest, the longest play's yards. been yeah. uh, only once. Oh, sorry, um, so he's allowed <laughs> it one time. Anyway, and we paired him with Malik Harrison, who where some sort of some of the pre-draft analysis weaknesses on Patrick Queen were his uh, lack of ability to sort of get off blocks, whereas Malik Harrison is fully really good at getting off blocks. So we basically just paired like a nice three-four linebacker combo right there. Um, I think we addressed receiver with Devin Duvernay out of Texas. And in the third round, as, Joe says it like that. as well as James Proche yeah. <laughs> out of SMU, both two receivers who had over 100 catch seasons last year. I think uh, we get some mad speed with Duvernay as well. And James Proche is more of a possession-y guy. But um, mm. also we addressed the defensive tackle when Michael Pierce is gone. And obviously we've got we've got Kalias Campbell, but he's more of a, a an edge defender. Whereas we got, so I've got to pronounce his name right. So I've written it down. But, uh, Justin Madubuike in the third Good. round, who it, who has the potential to start. We also got another D lineman in Broderick Washington, who I don't think will start, but has potential to play some special teams. Um, we also addressed guard in the fourth and fifth. We addressed everything we needed to address. And we got J.K. Dobbins in the second, who after yeah. doing some more research He's into good. him, he ho- he good. holds the single season record for Ohio State Buckeyes above He's players overrated. like Eddie George and Ezekiel Ooh. Elliott. He's overrated. I'm sorry. Do you think? Do you think so? I, I do. I think you take take a look at that Ohio State O line. Take a look at them dominate the Michigan O line. Admittedly, we were a bit. But take a look weird. at him run through every single arm tackle. Yeah, he's yeah. Of course he does. He's got like he's got like four four speed, four three five speed. Like he's ridiculously fast. He's strong, but in terms of his ability to win at the line of scrimmage and get part get like break tackles and stuff there, I don't think he's got it. He, he was a workhorse pro- back for the high. He's a product. He's a product of his O line. He barely gets touched. Like I could have, I could have had big a holes. Seems- rushing season with that team. Right, it's, it's not hard Ooh. when you've got Ooh, pe- big words. What does tell us how short stand? I reckon you could have hit fifteen hundred. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, just I'm for slow. reference, J.K. Dobbins had over two thousand, so um, which is the highest ever against players such as Eddie George and Ezekiel Elliott. So I think having having a good O-line or not, it's still pretty mental because Ezekiel Elliott had a pretty good O-line, if I remember, as well. Still yeah, would you take, a, would would you take Ezekiel well, Dobbins, though? Yeah. What? Would you take Zeke. Ezekiel Dobbins? Zeke, no question. Yeah, Zeke. yeah obviously, exactly. because Zeke's more of an all-round sort of pass blocker as well as a <laughs> receiver. But exactly. And he's a good player to be added to that rotation you've got. Yeah, I, that's what I mean. So he's going to be coming in splitting time with Mark Ingram. He's not necessarily going to be the starting running back. And I Which think, is a good thing. Yeah, I think he's... <laughs> but I think he'll gain I some experience it. coming in, getting some reps as a change of pace back compared to Mark Ingram. Um, and he has okay. potential to, to go off. And he's just an extra pick. We've addressed everything else, including Geno yeah, Stone so, in I mean, the seventh as... round, yeah. by the way, who is pretty damn good at safety, considering uh, we got rid of Tony Jeffs. Jeffs. Tony Jeff Jefferson. Jeff Jeff Jefferson. Yeah. I was about Joe, I was about to make the comment about how well you've done this week with names and then you've you've I said Tony Jeff Jeff Jefferson. I'm allowed to say that. No, that's not how you spell it. Um <laughs> that's just a Joeism. Get over it. That is a Joeism. Okay, that then you you've painted that, have you? Nice. Yes. Um Okay, moving on. Well Slew, I know for a fact you're not gonna say the Eagles. 
I actually am because the Eagles. No, you're not. You're not. You're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I was going to say, I'd love to watch you try and argue your way out of that one because it's not going to fly, fella. But yeah, so we'll have a non-biased slew pick, please. I really like what the Denver Broncos have done this draft. Nice, yeah. 100% agree. Yeah, uh, they've gone cool. all in, basically, on giving Drew Locke the best chance he can to succeed. If you had Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler to a team that already has Melvin Gordon, Cortland Sutton, Philip Lindsay, Noah Fant... That's a dangerous air attack. Add in, oh, I'm going to screw this name Yeah, up. just say O. Albert, just say O. Albert O. Albert O. Albert O. Albert O. That's how you say it. Yeah. We say it <laughs> With down, the stutters as well. Sit down saying it. Sit down saying it and put it into mine. Albert. Yeah. O. <laughs> 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 it was um, one of Locke's favourite targets in uh, Mizzou, and he runs a 4-4-9-40, which is even faster yeah. than Noah Fant. They even up the O line. Lloyd Cushenberry in the third, who shouldn't have that was got really anywhere near that, anywhere near that far down. Yeah. And at the very least, it gives them a chance to see if the Broncos can actually draft a quarterback because this is the most weapons they've That's, given them yeah. since Peyton Manning did. In was it 2015, 2016? Mm. 15, yeah. When they got absolutely so. spanked by the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, when they one of the ugliest Super Bowls of all time. Nah. But either, either way, I think the Drew Locke, who did actually look pretty competent towards the end of the year, you give him all these weapons, and at the very least, you know if you do have an NFL starter in him now. So no excuses for Elwell, the Broncos in the future. They should be putting up a lot of numbers next year, especially yeah, in a division agreed. where there's a lot of high-scoring teams, and you're going to have to score 25, 30 points a game to even get close to competing. The Broncos got better in free agency and they got better in the draft, so mm. I don't They're my team of both yeah. of them, actually. Yeah. That's two times the better. Good. Good picks, Luke. Yeah, I, I, I had the Broncos here as well. There was a few teams... I, re- I really struggled with this one, to be honest, because there was a couple, there was quite a few teams that I, I really liked what they did. Mm. Um, as I mentioned you before, the, the Bengals... Dolphins, for God's sake. Hey, yeah, I've got don't... the Dolphins on here. I'm, I'm not uh, going to ride with it. I'm not oh, going to ride with it. No. I'm no, not going to ride with it. Because Joe, Joe was telling us while you were on your break that he's actually put up a lot of points to why the Dolphins They, they were pretty it. much the first, not bugged it. I just don't think they're, they're the most, in, they shouldn't be talked in contention of the most improved team based on their I mean, two other first round okay. picks. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess I'll, we'll see how the season pl- plans out, Joey, but okay. Okay. Um, so, but for the to to save the argument, I'm I'm going to ride with um, the Vikings. I really liked what the Vikings did. Yeah. Um, obviously, I mentioned before the Jefferson pick. I thought was really really good. Um, and then their other first round pick as well. Um, what's that, Slew? You've got the Vikings as well. Yep. Nice. Um, yeah, and I, I think Gladney as well was a fantastic pick. Again, just doing a. It, it's super simple for me with drafting. You've just got to fill the glaring holes on your roster, and I think the Vikings did a really good job of that overall as well. Hmm. Another one would be the Browns Dolphins, as well. Yes. The Browns. Browns. Yeah, with Jed Browns Browns Jedrick Wills. Wills is a position of need, like like before. Uh, they took arguably the best one at felt them at 10th, which is pretty mad considering a lot of us had them going at like four times. Um, Grant Devitt in the second round. Pretty damn good. And they, they also addressed mm. centre. Uh, so they, they're addressing their, their issues. Jordan Elliott's pretty good as well. They got a steal in the sixth as well. Donovan, Donovan Peoples Jones out of Michigan. Yeah. He's a he's a, he, he didn't oh, sign Michigan because Dan. I remember you saying I did. I do love him, but um, he, the quarterback situation with Shea Patterson was um, wasn't ideal, and it was a new scheme. And he's, it, yeah, it was um, it, it was a new scheme we were running with Josh Gattis, our new offensive coordinator last year. So 
things weren't running as smoothly as we would have liked, but he's a, he's a, he's a class receiver. Admittedly, he's still, he should have stayed in college, but mm. he could he could turn out to be someone. Could be good. He's arguably the best addition there with Landry and Beckham, who will teach him how to run routes properly. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Is he not a bit yeah, of a similar true. receiver yeah, Browns, in a way, though, to Jarvis Landry? Possibly. Well, I don't maybe. know. I've never, really thought, know. I've never really thought about that. Is he is? I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't. I'm, I won't profess to know loads and loads about Donovan Peoples Jones. To be, to be fair, um, I didn't watch a lot of Michigan last year, but I remember Landry coming out was super, you know, elusive and was great with the ball in his hands. Is, is that the sort of player that Donovan Peoples Jones is as well? Yeah, he's he's a great he's a great punt returner. He's great with ball in hand, but yeah, he just needs to work on his, his beating coverage, essentially beating man coverage. Yeah, I think it, it, you can afford to take a prototype in the sixth round as well. Like worst worst case scenario, and if you, exactly. you said he's, he's good at punt returning, then I mean it's it's just some value you'd get out of him. Yeah, I think that's that's a good pick. Yeah, agree. Okay, cool. Yeah, well there you have it, guys. Most improved teams. I mean, I, I think to to conclude, really, we said quite a few. Um, but yeah, well that that will do it for this week then on our draft uh, coverage. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can catch all of our stuff on social media and on our websites. The website is thedropback.com. Um, the social media we've got Instagram at the Dropback, Twitter at the Dropback, and Facebook at the Dropback UK. Um, give them a search to catch up with everything that we're doing, from articles to analysis to you know lots and lots of different stuff um so yeah all that's left now is for me to say you know thank you very much to, to my guests and, and to sign off so you know, i've been matt thanks so much for listening i've been slew and apparently i'm one of matt's guests yes i've been joe and i'm also one of the one of the faithful guests of this podcast thank you thank god matt put me on here yeah and, and i've been stan this is my first podcast i'm going glad to be one of the guests Excellent. That's right, guys. This is me usurping control. I now own the podcast. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Take care. We'll catch you next time. Peace. The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, and Joe Costanzo.